This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, Until the Gold Club opens. Make it rain. Vinny and Haiti. Better grab an umbrella. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haiti, 1057 The Fan. Turn it up Tuesday. Cranking it up to 12. That's how loud you want it. Send your song request. Plus for text line at 410. 583-1057, Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato, Nolan McGraw. Ravens cleaned out the lockers yesterday. Season is over. Super Bowl 58 is set. Kansas City, San Francisco, 49ers early. One and a half point favorites. But here to talk about the end of the Ravens season. Joins us every Tuesday, USA Today, the Ravens Wire on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Let's welcome into the show, Kevin Allstriker. Kevin, good morning. What is up? Good morning, guys. Yeah, rough end to the Ravens season. I wish we weren't talking about off-season stuff and recapping, but now we, we turn our focus to uh, the Orioles and how the Ravens can get back to the AFC Championship next game and or next year and hopefully get over the hump next time. Well, let's talk about, you know, and we've done a lot, a lot of the recapping of what went wrong Sunday afternoon into the evening against the Chiefs, but you know, another topic of discussion, and Ronnie Stanley had talked about it yesterday, how different the team's going to look. Clowney said it. Bateman said it. I mean, excuse me, Beckham. What, over 20 free agents, Kevin, uh, hitting the uh, open market. So different look will be what for Baltimore. Uh, if you could afford to keep a key contributor, who would it be given the price tag here? Yeah, I think if you're if you're talking big money guys, I think the two you're looking at are Justin Matabike and Patrick Queen. And there are a couple different avenues you can go down with those guys. I think you can start with, are they going to use the franchise tag this year? The number for defensive linemen or projected number is about 20.2, 20.9, right around that area. It depends for defensive tackle versus defensive end. And then for linebackers, it's 22.8 million. So for me, I think Justin Matabike is going to clear that 20.9. I think you know he could probably get a deal, 25 million plus annually, the way interior pass rush is valued in today's league and the way that look the Ravens really Matabike had one of the great all-time seasons in terms of Ravens interior pass rushers. And to me, I don't know if he'll play on the franchise tag because he 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 wants to cash in on this year, I'm sure. And for Patrick Queen, he spoke to the media yesterday and Obviously said he has to do what's best for him and his family, but he would love to come back. But to me, the question is, you already have Roquan Smith on a $100 million contract. You draft Trenton Simpson in the third round. I feel like the Ravens were kind of preparing for the possibility that, hey, you know what, we're going to decline this fifth-year option here, have one more year of Patrick Queen, 
and then he'll, he'll go off and, and Trenton Simpson will come in and it'll be kind of a plug-and-play situation. So if I had to pick one of those two guys, I think Matabike is the one. For me, I, his season was just so good, and, and he finally broke through and, and showed that potential we were looking for for the first three years of his career. So interior pass rush is really valuable and honestly really hard to find at times, and I think Matabike is the one I'd kind of focus in on if I were the Ravens. Kevin, what was the mood in the locker room yesterday? Uh, all of the players in there, I mean, we, we kind of saw it where I, the, the example I'll use is Zay Flowers, both after the game on Sunday and on Monday, where Zay always has a smile on his face. And, you know, he's a guy that always brings that joy and is a bundle of energy. And you could tell just how down he was. And obviously Zay had, you know, a couple of really big plays in that game, but also really a couple of crucial mistakes. And you could even hear Jadavian Clowney talk and say he thought this was the team. This was the team to do it. So I think disappointment was was definitely the mood there. And when a season ends like that and you feel like, you know, you're the team of destiny almost, I guess is the way I'll frame it. You feel like, you know, you're unstoppable. And they had so much belief in themselves, as they should have. They, they were a great team. But the regular season, you, it prepares you for the playoffs. And you get to the playoffs and you can't get it done. I mean, the expectations change, I know, for me personally. You know, AFC Championship was a step I wanted to see them take this year at least. And they got there, but they were so dominant, and they were the best team in football. But sometimes, and, and so, you know, I think it was A. Flowers who said it: the best team doesn't always win. And I think the Ravens were the better team, but on Sunday they were not. The Chiefs came into M&T Bank Stadium, and credit to them. I mean, they, they got those 17 points, and that was all they really needed. And if you had told me that, if you said the Ravens would hold Patrick Mahomes to 17 points in this game, I would have said, all right, great. The Ravens made the Super Bowl because the offense was clicking. And I think it was just shocking, disappointing. And obviously, you know, we can talk about the game script and the game plan and everything and the rushing attempts and Lamar, but it just, it wasn't good enough. So I think disappointment is the word I'll use there. Kevin, when, when we go to OTAs and mini camp and stuff, how many new offensive line starters? That's a, that's a good question. Well, we know Tyler Underbaum is in there. We know well Kevin Zeitler is a free agent, but he expressed interest in being back. So I'll, I'll predict he's back. So I'll say those two are, are set. The Ravens can save some money by letting go of Morgan Moses. I wouldn't be shocked if they did and maybe try to work with Daniel Falele as the full-time right tackle and try to see how that works. Left guard, I think, is definitely going to be new, whether it's Andrew Voorhees or they bring in somebody else. I think – well, John Simpson exceeded expectations this year, considering what the expectations were. But I think they, they do need somebody else there. I know Ronnie Stanley's kind of that big question. They can save $9 million by cutting him this offseason to be about a $17 million dead cap hit, though. So if they, I, I think Stanley stays. I think they get rid of him next offseason when you can save $20 million on his contract. I mean, if they really feel like they, they just want to go in a different direction, Maybe it's this offseason if they feel like it's just they have to get somebody else in there. But I also expect them to probably draft the tackle early because with Stanley and Moses, I mean, if you think Falele is your guy at right tackle, then I think that's one spot solved. But if you don't, you're going to need two new tackles in probably a year. So I would expect in the draft they look to a tackle, whether it's first round, second round. I expect them to get uh, get one in there in the early round. So if the number of new offensive linemen – if you count Daniel Falele as a new one, I'll probably say two. I'll, I'll say left guard and right tackle, assuming they do cut Morgan Moses. I'm going to say four. Oh! Mm. Mm. Oh, by the way, uh, Zeitler was named to the Pro Bowl today because Tooney's not playing. Ah. 
Now, I deserve. Hey, 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 Kevin, let me ask you this because Clowney and Van Noy were huge. You know, between the two of them, roughly, what, 21, 20, 21 sacks, including Clowney's from um, Sunday. And, you know, you, Ajabo, you can't count on right now coming off the injury. And, and to me, Oway is Oway. You know, they're not going to pick up the fifth-year option there. What do they do? I think if you could bring both those guys back, I mean, I, I would do it. And I think at this point for them, it comes down to what do they want in their career. I think for Clowney, he's a guy that has made money in his career, and he, he was very adamant. Like, I thought this was the year, and it disappointed me because of that. So does he take maybe a lesser deal? Because he had a productive season, and he earned himself money this season. So does he say, look, Super Bowls are the top of my list, and this Ravens team is the one that I think can get it done? And he comes back. He's familiar with the system, obviously, depending on what happens with Mike McDonald and, and if he stays, the defensive coordinator. But regardless, even for Van Noy, who's won Super Bowls, does he, does he want to stay in Baltimore? Did, did he enjoy his time enough? I think he did enjoy his time in Baltimore. So if I'm the Ravens, I'm trying. I'm making those guys priorities, not the top of the top. I still think that's not a BK, but I make them, I make them big priorities because Clowney, he's a physical presence and – him in the run game as well as his rejuvenated pass rush was huge for them all season. And then Van Noy coming, coming off the couch essentially in week three, he made such a huge impact. And he was he was a physical guy too. He, he had an underrated impact there as well. So I think you're definitely bringing those guys back. For Owe and Ajabo, you're right. You know, those are two guys. Well, Ajabo, you know, obviously with the injuries, as you said, you, you can't rely on him for a full season. You got to see it. And then maybe uh, – with the fifth-year option, yeah, I, th- I don't know. I think they probably define that, too. But you have to get some guys in that room because, you know, other than that, it's, it's Tavius Robinson, and then you bring in a veteran. So I think if you want veterans, you saw it with Van Noy, you saw it with Clowney. I mean, I, I just bring both of them back from the Ravens, and they're interested. Kevin Allstriker, USA Today, the Ravens Wire. Kevin, as always, appreciate your time. Enjoy the Pro Bowl this weekend, and we'll talk to you before Super Bowl 58. And uh should be an interesting game, even though the Ravens aren't in it. I guess we can look at that, right? Yeah, it should be. I appreciate <laughs> you guys. Thanks so much. All right, Kevin Allstriker, everybody. It's Vinny at Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. We got the whip around coming up next. What happened in the world of sports last night? Some zany things, which we'll get to it historically on this January 30th. Vinny's film breakdown of the Ravens' offense in the loss to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. And then Ross Tucker is going to be joining us. Longtime NFL offensive lineman. Now one of the most respected and popular NFL analyst, he's going to share some time with us. It'll be like 2020 all over again here on the... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Vinny and Hades with Brought to you by Box Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057 The Fan. Looking here at Yahoo real quick before we get to the web. Ravens, Chiefs, 55 and a half million uh, average for the championship game. Wow. Peaked at 64 mil. Highest rated AFC championship game ever. Wow. Baltimore, Kansas City. Oh. Star Factor was there. Yeah. Two quarterbacks and Taylor Swift. (laughs) The Taylor Swift thing. No, get in here. I couldn't care less, quite frankly. I'm watching the game. I mean, Vinny, I don't know why you're fascinated with it. It finds uh, interested to me. Well, it, it just I mean, that is the reason for the ratings. It's right. been every single... So? Oh, no doubt. Every single game they played this year, the Chiefs, as soon as Chiefs started becoming a thing, they put out the ratings and they uh, and they show off. It's the same reason they picked them to be the Peacock game, because they knew they would get the ratings uh, boost. The Miami and then one. they could justify putting it behind a paywall. I don't get it. It's all about the money. She's generated many, many millions in Kansas City revenue. But anyway, $55 million. I still think, personally, that even if she was not in the equation, this would have been a highly watched oh, game. no doubt. Well, the San Fran game was, what, 53 mil? 50, let's see here. Ba, ba, ba. Uh, just shy of 57, like 56, it looks like. Up 7% from last year. The AFC game was up 17%. From last year. It's video at Haiti 1057 of the Fed. Anyway, it's the whipper up in the NBA last night out in Texas. Don't mess with Texas. Well, the Wizards did break up the Rave or the Wizards. Well, the Ravens are gonna break up. We'll get to that. Break up the Wizards. They've won two in a row. And the Spurs, you were next. You're the next Kyle with a cross, spin, shot clock winding down. It hits before the second quarter is over. Kyle Kuzma sends the Wizards into the locker room with a big jumper. Monumental sports with the call. Kyle Kuzma, 18 points, 11 boards, 5 assists. As the Wiz beat the Spurs in San Antonio, 118-113. That's two in a row for Washington. They're now 9-37 and on the year. So they're, uh, they're on a heater. They host the Clippers on a Wednesday night. Also, NBA of local interest. Phoenix beats Miami, 118-105. Haywood Highsmith, Miami Heat. Archbishop Curley at Three points, two boards there. As Miami kind of scuffling here, they're kind of in a losing skid. Eric Gordon at 23 for the Suns. Used to beat the Lakers last night, 135-119. Cam Whitmore getting minutes and getting production. Uh, Archbishop Spalding, Baltimore, Villanova, 20.6 boards. The game last night, Dylan Brooks, high karate, LeBron in the neck. Late in the game, and he got himself a, a flagrant one. Earlier, he and Jared Vanderbilt got into a tussle hmm. as he pushed Vanderbilt going to the hoop. Dylan Brooks, Vanderbilt kind of retaliated. He got thrown out. LeBron didn't even want to address it when he was asked about it after the game. But bottom line is the Rockets blow out the Lakers 135-119. It was Sacramento 
103-94 over Memphis. Kevin Herter, he's been playing well lately for the Kings, 17-4-4. Santi Aldama, Loyola Greyhounds, he had 16-7. And, and Minnesota beat Oklahoma City in a battle of the top two teams in the West, 107-101. Aaron Wiggins, Maryland, had 7-4 and four in the game. But afterwards, Anthony Edwards blasted the refs, said it's 5-1-8. He said, I'll take the fine. I don't know if you saw the interview, but he's like, I'm taking the fine. He just napalmed hmm. the officiating in the NBA college basketball last night. Top 25 men. Houston in overtime beat Texas. Number four, Houston, 76-72. Number seven, Duke beat Virginia Tech, 77-67. Locally, Norfolk State beat Morgan, 83-73. It was Howard, 81-66 over Coppin. Terps are off until Saturday. They will take on Michigan State. 5.30 tip at Gaming and here. 105-7 the Fed. Maryland, 13-8, 5-5. Michigan State, 12-8, 4-5. But one of those four was at uh, Xfinity Center couple of weeks ago the whip around on this day in sports history it is january the 30th about a little boxing for you 1982 ed norse in las vegas wbc super welterweight championship wilfred benitez beat roberto duran by a convincing unanimous 15 round decision that would be it for benitez he lost to tommy hearns that november his career went down the crapper roberto duran will go on to win two more World Championships, Maryland basketball history, 1980 in Charlottesville, number 12, Maryland, 63-61 over number 13, Virginia. Ernie Graham, Baltimore, 22-foot jumper with five seconds left, wins the game for lefty. Albert King, 18. Buck Williams, Greg Manning had 16 each for the Turtles. Cole Fieldhouse, 1985 against Virginia again. 17th-ranked Maryland beats Virginia, 71-58. Adrian Branch had 30 points, career high. Len Bias at 19. Keith Gatlin set a then-Maryland record 13 assists. 2003, Comcast Center, 10th-ranked Maryland beats NC State. I miss these ACC games, man. Yeah. 75-60. Steve Blake had 20. Tosh Holden, Drew Nicholas had 13-inch each for the Turtles there. And how about a couple of Super Bowls for you? 1983 in Pasadena. It was Super Bowl 17. The then Redskins beat the Dolphins 27-17. Remember, Vinny, this was a strike year. Yeah. Yep. They only play, what, like nine games during the regular season or something crazy. But Washington beats the Dolphins. The iconic play of that game was John Riggins running over Don McNeil mm-hmm. on his way to the clinching touchdown. John Riggins was, in fact, the MVP of the game. The Dolphins were three-point favorites there. National anthem, Leslie Easterbrook sang it. Are you familiar with the Police Academy movies? Yes. She was the blonde Oh, really? Yeah, Lieutenant Callahan. Okay. And I was like, what? But that apparently that anthem performance got her that role where she became somewhat of an icon there. Let's see here. Uh, halftime, Bob Janney Productions, the Kaleidoscope Super Scope with the L.A. Super Drill Team. It's almost like Pete Rosell didn't want you to watch halftime. I guess not. It's like, go get yeah. beer and have some fun and... Do whatever you got to do. NBC on the call. Dick Enberg, Merlin Olsen. 81.77 million watched that one. And that's Super Bowl 28 in Atlanta, 1994. Dallas blows out Buffalo 30-13, to which would be the second straight yeah. Super Bowl championship for the Cowboys, who were 10.5-point favorites there. Emmett Smith was MVP. Natalie Cole 
sang the national anthem. Halftime was the Judds, Clint Black, Travis Tritt, and Tanya Tucker. Hmm. Going a little uh, southern, southern for your salt. There, a little country and western. NBC again on the call. Dick Enberg, Bob Trumpy, O.J. Simpson, and Will McDonough. I remember they'd always have the AFC games, Bob, you know, when I was a kid. And then 90 million people watched that Super Bowl as the Cowboys would win their second straight. Then after an off year where the 49ers would win it, Dallas would win the next year three out of four over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, the Ravens aren't winning the Super Bowl this year, unfortunately. Vinny's going to explain why offensively what happened with the film breakdown. Ross Tucker is going to be joining us 1145 talks of NFL with him long time NFL lineman. He's got a cool thing happening for you. Everybody coming up here on Valentine's day and beyond. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s. It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Breaking down every last second of game tape for Sunday's matchup. Who's your connection? You sound like a cop to me. Who's your connection? Enter Vinny's film room on 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan, AFC Championship game 48 hours ago. Rearview mirror, the pain still lingers, however, as Kansas City beat the Ravens 17-10 as the Baltimore offense could never really get untracked and put up the points that we saw them put up over the course of the season, it's Vinny and Haiti, Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato. Let's find out what happened offensively. Vinny's film breakdown. Yeah, when you when you go to the first play, Ravens get the ball in the kickoff. First play of the game, they run an off tackle play and it gets stuffed. Every one of the Kansas City defensive linemen were on the Ravens side of the ball. They took it to the first play, kind of set the tone right then. And the same play, same thing with the start of the second half. They run that cutback to uh, um, Justice Hill, and the safety comes up, picks him up, and throws him down. So I mean, they set the tone both both series to start start the game and start the half. So that was impressive on their part. I think they, I, I think the Ravens came in over. Um, Maybe expecting them 
it to be a lot easier than it was offensive line wise running the ball and stuff because they didn't get much running now the second series the one that uh um we the ravens get the touchdown on with zay flowers the fourth and one play and and here's why i go to this fourth and one they run lamar basically between the, the guard and the tackle or the tackle you know he goes for 21. They pull pull the guard and run their off tackles. First and 10, next play. Run basically the exact same play except with Gus Edwards. And he goes for 15. So on those two plays, they get, what, 36 yards. And they run off tackle. And I thought going into the game, just, you know, and they watch many more hours of film than I do. Um but I thought against Kansas City, you had to run between the tackles was the best place to attack them. Don't run wide because they got speed and it's harder to run wide on them. And then the two plays that they ran inside on the tackles, Bob, I mean, bam, bam. I mean, they were beautiful play. It looked like the Ravens. And then they never did it again the rest of the game. You know, and then it was a lot of, a lot of passing. All right, let's look at how did the line play. Ronnie Stanley thought Ronnie Stanley didn't play well. You know, I mean, he probably gave up uh, three or four hits on the quarterback. And most importantly, he gave up the one, the strip sack, and Rashad Bateman. And Lamar was throwing it to him. That's where Lamar was going. And he was wide. It would have been a 70-yard touchdown. 70-yard touchdown. Ravens, that would have made it, would that have made it 14-14 or 14-7 Ravens? Did they did uh, Kansas City score back to back, Norm? To start the game, yeah, they did. Okay, so it would have made it fourteen all. Would have made it fourteen all instead of you know Kansas City getting the ball in the plus territory and and basically take the crowd out of it for a while. Can you imagine what the crowd would have been like? Lamar hits a seventy yard touchdown pass, you know, on the second series to Bateman there. Yeah, and their second touchdown was a nine minute drive yeah. too. Yeah, and, and kind of wore down the defense. Now. Uh, Simpson. Simpson competed and struggled um, at times. I thought uh, Linnenbaum, I thought he did okay. Uh, Zeitler, he's going to compete his ass off. But initially, thought he struggled. So I, we just didn't come off the ball, uh, you know, like they can. And like they did at times, but not consistently. Morgan Moses, um, he got beat on the one play. The, the biggest... Uh, Culprit a lot of times in the pass protection was the backs. That that was the thing. Justice Hill is the blocker out of the backfield, and, and he didn't perform well at all blocking-wise. Tight ends. Um, Andrews. I mean, he, he was open some. I just thought on some of the pass plays, a lot of the pass plays, they were down the field too far. If, if they're blitzing 50% of the time, you know, like Houston – Get the ball out quick. What did Kansas City do? What was Kansas City worried about? Kansas City was worried about the Ravens blitzing. So they came out of the game doing what? Ding, ding, ding. Dump off. Okay, you want to blitz? We're going to run quick screen. We're going to throw it to Kelsey real quick. That's what we're going to do. And they they were successful. They took it down the field twice. And the Ravens seemed like they wanted to push the ball down the field too much is what I saw. And And – Sometimes Lamar just held the ball too long. Lamar didn't take off and run it. Lamar seemed hesitant at at times. You know, he just didn't want to. You know, like Josh Allen, 
He'd see those guys and bam, 88 and out the gate. Yep. And then Lamar, you know, kind of hesitated and kept looking around, looking and hoping that somebody would get open like Zay Flowers did. Now, the running backs, I mean, it was kind of hard to say. They did a they did a nice job catching the ball out of the backfield, but they, they didn't really, you know, Gus had the one nice run, but they didn't run it. I mean, um, they tried to start the game running it, Bob, had no success, but gave up on it kind of early. Yep, that's another state. Started the third quarter trying to run the ball, got hammered on the first play, and then they pitched it to Zay Flowers on the next play, and he got a couple yards, and was it wasn't uh, you know? Then they went to passing the ball, and that was it there. Um, there was another one on an option play that Lamar had. It was a called run for Lamar, and it was to the left, and he got tackled like for three yards, you know. And they had um, that's when likely lined up at fullback, and he was running the arc to block the safety, and he's out there in perfect position to block. But Lamar cuts inside. You know, he doesn't give. If he stays wide, then he's given. All he's got to do is have likely pick. He goes inside and gets tripped. I'm like, Lamar, use your blockers, man. I mean, you know, it was. It was. That was. That was a tough one to watch. It just seemed like Lamar was off his game the whole game. And Bob, on the, the interception down the middle of the field. Likely has them beat if you if you throw it right now, he because the one linebacker is running with him. You got to throw it right now. But the play call from just looking at his eyes and everything, Bateman's running a double move, stop and go on the outside, and he had a step on him, but he came off of it, and then he threw it in the middle of the field late. And what happens when you throw it in the middle of the field late? Interception. If he just lays it up to Bateman, you got a chance. That's the thing. And then, Bob, when they got back there a few plays before that, they're back there on the one-yard line. They're throwing bombs. It's like uh, Hail Marys mm-hmm. is what it looked like to me. Just kind of like panicked. You know, that was that was the biggest thing but there. But game plan in general, was it a Kansas City defense force changes or the Ravens I think, didn't adapt? I think, Bob, what Panic happened? stricken? Yeah, I think they gave up too quick on the run. Fig- maybe figuring, Bob, that... All right, Kansas City's got 17. We got seven. They're not going to score zero. We're going to have. We got to score almost everything, you know. So I think there was there was probably some panic in there, Bob. And as Kevin Allstriker said when we had him on earlier in the hour, they would have said to us on Friday, the football gods, Kansas City will only score 17. Pick the result. Ravens are winning by 14 points instead of losing by seven. Well, Bob, let me ask you this. If you said that the Ravens' backs were only going to carry it six times, you would say the Ravens got blown out. Oh, no doubt. It's yeah. Vinny and Haiti, 105.7. The Fed will talk about the Ravens' D because they represented, certainly in the second half, around 1230 or so. But Ross Tucker's joining us. Coming up next, former NFL lineman, Washington, Dallas, Buffalo, New England. And he's got a cool thing to talk about for Valentine's Day. You don't want to miss that. Their experience in sports varies. Of course, uh, Vinny's got uh, experience in the NFL, and I sucked at uh, electric football. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Turn it up Tuesday. You want to crank to 12, we got it for you. Send your song request, plaza for text line, 410-583-1057. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato. Joining us now to talk about the championship games that were, the Super Bowl that will be. 
And also a cool thing happening for you, ladies and gentlemen, for Valentine's Day, if you choose to go this route, and you should. Joining us on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. I haven't talked to him in a couple of years, so it's reunited and it feels so good. Let's welcome back to the show. Longtime NFL offensive lineman, now a star in the media world, Ross Tucker. Ross, good morning, good afternoon. Good to hear from you, man. What's going on? Yeah, good to talk with you guys. It's been a while. I guess I've been on with the morning guys a lot, and recently I was on with, with Jason, the afternoon guys, although you really need to raise your uh, your standards there for calling anyone a star in any endeavor of life because I'm <laughs> definitely not a star, that's for sure. Well, how about before we get to football and the stars that were running around both at Santa Clara and Baltimore on Sunday, myfrontpagestory.com, Valentine's Day is going to be here before you know it, and we all look for unique things, Ross, to give to the significant other, and this is something I would have never thought about, but now I am strongly looking into well, I, I appreciate that. My buddy actually started the company, and you're right. I mean, I think I'm coming up on – I know I've been with my wife over 20 years, and, man, it, it, it gets kind of gets kind of rough for Valentine's Day. It's like take her out to dinner, send her flowers. It's like the same old, same old, right? And I think a lot of other guys are in the same boat. That's why you got to check out myfrontpagestory.com. You either fill out a quick email with five questions or you talk to one of their writers for like 10 minutes while you're driving home from work or whatever. Tell them how great your significant other is. It's amazing, guys. They write this incredible story. Looks like it's on the cover of like the Baltimore Sun, framed, has pictures of you and her, the kids if you have them. If you don't have any kids, probably doesn't include pictures of kids. That would be weird. Uh, but it is amazing. Here's the two keys, right? To be able to give it to her and as she's opening it, to be able to say, honey, I want to do something special so I had a story written about you. Like, that sounds amazing. Like, it sounds like you had some big famous writer writing this, this huge story on her, and it looks like it. And then here's what I would tell you, in all, in all sincerity, Haney, make sure you say this. Any guy listening, if you do it, even if you can't think of anything your wife does for you, just say to the writer, I never thank her enough for all the little things she does. I've seen like seven videos now. They get to that point and they're like, oh my gosh, he notices, he notices all the little things. Even if you can't think of one darn little thing, just say that. And it's so money, it's not even funny. Myfrontpagestory.com, myfrontpagestory.com. She'll have to hang it up in the house. So it's like the gift that keeps on giving. Well, Ross, uh, you know, I was thinking of vacuum cleaner, but I digress. <laughs> anyway, let's get to uh, well, uh, the front page story here in Baltimore. Yes, the main paper, the Baltimore Sun, Baltimore Banner, was the Ravens losing to the Kansas City Chiefs. You were here. You're watching everything unfold in real time. When did you start to question things maybe from a Baltimore offensive game plan perspective? Uh... If it wasn't the first series, it was the second. It was whenever they had third and one and gave the ball to Justice Hill and he got smoked. That was when I was like, wait, what are we doing here? Uh, I was just surprised that it would be a gut. And by the way, I think Todd Munkin is excellent. But uh, I was a little surprised. They had a couple of third and shorts where instead of having a design run for Lamar or Gus Edwards, they gave the ball to Justice Hill. He got stoned on one, picked up the other, 
I was surprised they didn't have more design quarterback runs in the game. They didn't run it more with Gus. And you can say, well, you know, time of possession in the first half. Okay, I can see that. And then maybe in the second half they were down two scores a lot, I guess. But they certainly got taken out of their game. And I can tell you, man, if, if I played for the Ravens as an offensive lineman, I'd be really disappointed that it felt like we didn't do what we had done all year. It felt like we got away from why we were so successful during the season. Ross, uh, you know what? It, first play of the game, Ravens got stuffed. Every one of the Kansas City O-linemen were basically on the Ravens' side of line of scrimmage. Then I, They got punched in the mouth right away. There's no question, Vinny, and that jumped out to me. Yeah. I, I thought for the first two quarters – Certainly, definitely quarter and a half. I thought the Chiefs were more physical than the Ravens, yep. and that was surprising. What they did was they kind of took the crowd out of it, and it was almost like if this were a fight, they hit the Ravens with a haymaker early. But those two long touchdown drives, converting the third downs and fourth downs with Kelsey, and I think the Ravens were like staggered and taken aback a little bit like, oh, crap, like this is – these guys are not messing around today, and uh, it, it ended up being uh, the difference ultimately in the game. Credit to Mike McDonald for the adjustments they made and the Ravens' defense only give up three points mm-hmm. the entire rest of the game after that. I thought was very impressive. The, the offense just couldn't hold up their end of the bargain. Hey, you know what was uh, – I'm sure you've watched the All-22 already. The, the, the um, fumble by Lamar. I mean, he's throwing it to Bateman, who's probably 40 yards by himself down the field, which is a sad thing because he was throwing it there, would have made it 14-14. Yeah, I I did not see that. Um, I will say it felt like Lamar should have had a a better feel for that coming. And, you know, I'm sure you guys at some point will discuss the offseason and what's next and all that stuff. I guess one of the things that really jumped out to me is, you know, they had a lot of man-to-man coverage where it was not luxurious need. It was either like, you know, 35 Jalen Watson or Josh Williams covering Odell Beckham Jr. or Rashad Bateman man-to-man. Mm-hmm. And those guys didn't get a ton of separation, and Lamar didn't really give them a ball to catch. Like, you can't have that. You, you, you can't have your receivers – getting locked up by their second, third, and fourth corners like that and not being able to convert any of those. And I put it half on the receiver and half on Lamar in those situations. I mean, they certainly did not get their money's worth given Odell Beckham Jr. $15 million a year. He's not nearly that kind of player anymore. I know that part of the reason why they did that was probably to get Lamar signed, and if that's the case, I get it, but not good. Now, um, the other thing that I noticed, you know, was offensively, Kansas City, they were patient. I mean, they were they were quick screening. They were dumping it off. I mean, they would blitz Mahomes. And he was like, okay, bing, bing, bing. Whereas the Ravens, it looked like, come on, you're blitzing, and you're having a hard time with it. Justice Hill's having a hard time picking it up, and you're trying to push it down the field. It was almost like a role reversal. Yeah. It's a good point, Vinny. Really good point. I thought, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the Ravens were outcoached in the game. 
And they still had a chance to win. I mean, the Zay Flowers fumble, we know about, you know, Lamar had probably one of the worst decisions and throws in NFL playoff history. I mean, given the situation at that point where you're down two scores to throw the ball in the triple coverage like that was just really, really Hey, Ross, go back and watch that play because he's running a double move to Bateman on the outside and his head is on Bateman, but he turns it down. And if he throws it to Likely right off the get-go, he's got a chance at that one because Likely's behind him. But he waited too long, and then that's how the pick came. Uh, you know, he was indecisive. Biggest problem. Yeah, and and to your other point, think about all the times where the the Chiefs, Spagnuolo had a beat on the, on the Ravens' protections, and he knew that they liked to slide away from the back, which makes sense. So he was bringing the backer to the backside almost every play. And so what does that do? Number one, the back cannot free release because he has a blitz pickup responsibility. Number two, instead of rushing four, you're rushing five, so there's even less room for Lamar to find a gap or a hole. And number three, the Ravens running backs couldn't do it. I mean, they, they got handled in blitz pickup by the Chiefs linebackers. One of the reasons why I felt like they got outcoached. Ross Tucker, myfrontpagestory.com. Check it out, everybody. Get that Valentine's gift that'll make you number one in your family for sure. Ross, appreciate your time as always. Enjoy the quiet week and then enjoy Super Bowl 58. And it's great to talk to you for the first Thanks, time Ross. in a while. Always great talking with you guys. Absolutely. I'm bummed out for you guys. I like seeing new blood at the Super Bowl, but it is what it is. You got to win the game. Ross, appreciate it, man. Talk to you soon. See you guys. Yep. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 